O God, who enlightens the hearts of your faithful by the light of your Holy Spirit, help us by that same Spirit to be truly wise and live as your people. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we continue to hear more and more about the war in the Ukraine, I was reminded of the war to end all wars, the Great War, now known as World War I. In 1961, one year, in, yeah, 1916, one year before we were involved in the Great War, two poets went for a walk. One was indecisive, suffered from depression, and frequently regretted his choice over the smallest things. He wrote the poem titled Roads with the line, All Roads Lead to France. Later, a second friend, as a joke, wrote another poem, also about a road, and how choices are inevitable. When he read it to a group of college students, the students took it seriously, causing him to write to his friend in frustration that they had missed his joke. That poem, in parts or whole, are familiar to many of us. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both. And be one traveler long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that, the passing there, had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, in leaves no step had trod in black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads one to back, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. The first friend and poet was Edward Thomas, who died in that war. The second friend was Robert Frost. This poem, The Road Not Taken, whose last three lines are often used to express individualism, were not the writer's intent from the beginning, but they have been heard that way from the beginning as Frost himself lamented to his friend. Choice is inevitable. We all have decisions to make, forks in the road as we look down as far as we can, but seldom are able to see as far as we need. And it is only in retrospect that we recognize the choices were of significance and that other ones which we agonized over never mattered at all. In the Old Testament passage from Genesis, Abram is faced with a choice. Now, if we back up to the previous chapter, we have the story of the Tower of Babel, where a great scattering happened. In the two verses just prior to our text, we learn that Abram's father, Terah, had intended to go to the land of Canaan, leaving Ur of the Chaldeans after his son died. On the way, he went to Haran. The name Haran means crossroads. This is the fork in the road for Terah's extended family, which includes Abram, 
Sarai, later known as Sarah, his brother Nahor and wife Milcah, and Lot, the son of his deceased brother. Rather than continuing on to Canaan, they settled in Haran. No choice to move is also a choice to stay put and not fulfill the intention. When faced with the choice, the family group stopped and settled there, and Terah died there, never reaching his destiny. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and from your kindred and from your father's house to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. This is a passage that is full of wisdom and hope. If we consider Terah, our background is not our destiny. Abram grew up in a family that did not do what was intended. He could have labeled himself that way and stayed where he was, just like his dad. After all, that's what his dad did. That's what his family did. But instead, he took the skills he learned from the earlier nomadic years of his family, traveling from Ur to Haran, and used those skills to move onward in his journey to an unknown place where God had called him. Lot. Uh, Lot was the cause of immeasurable grief if you read the rest of Genesis. The modern philosopher Steve Harvey says, everybody who comes with you can't go with you. And it's important to recognize the seasons that we're in and who can come with us and who cannot. Every person we encounter is not for the whole journey. Some people are leaves. They grace our souls with rich and tiny blessings for a small season. As I was walking from the church yesterday, two strangers offered me cheery greetings. They are leaves, beautifying the moment. Other people and situations are twigs, branches, and trunks. Knowing that people and circumstances are blessings for a period of time, and not everyone is a forever friend, is important to understand. To be thankful for what we share together, to assist each other where we can, and to recognize the limitations and growths in relationships. Now Abram, who later became Abraham. He was 75 years old when he started out. Age is never a barrier to fulfilling the work of God, to making a difference. He started his new path at 75. We have seniors and super seniors in this congregation who are vital to the work of God. Anna Mary Robertson Moses, known as Grandma Moses, started painting at age 12, but she never committed herself to the craft until she was 78 years old. And in 2006, one of her paintings sold for $1.2 million. The skills that we learn when we're young, we can take forward to reutilize in new ways as we grow older. And then there's God in the story. In the center of all this movement is God. Abram and God had a deep enough relationship that Abram could recognize the voice of God calling. In the scriptures, God is often vocal and visible for the main characters in their stories, but we don't know their full backstory. 
We don't know the hours of prayer, of worship, of time they spent with God, or the promptings of the Holy Spirit that led them to that extraordinary place. That is not the critical information that's usually recorded, and so the value of day-to-day -day walking with God is missed. But it's in those moments that relationship is built and sustained for when the great call comes. If our partners that we have were only sent chocolates, flowers, and gifts on Valentine's Day, the relationships would quickly wither. It is the day-to-day -day choices of loving each other, listening to each other, forgiving each other, caring for each other, and going out of our way for each other that causes our relationships to flourish. And that's what brings meaning to the grander moments. So it is with the spirit. It is the day-to-day -day promptings that build our relationship with God. God does not call us to form insulated bless-me clubs to hoard our blessings, but that the blessings we receive and the skills we have are designed for us to be able to bless others. We're called to a crossroads. Do we choose to hear the call of God and say yes, or do we move in the direction of Abram's father and not move at all? Will we move in the direction that God calls us and not stop too soon, sending another incomplete along the way to what God has called us to do? My prayer is that this Lent we will take the time to lean into the invitation to be more aware of the richness and value of our relationship with God and each other, that we would not let the past hold us back from an unimaginable future that waits for us individually and as the body of Christ, that whatever age we are, young, middle, old, super senior, whatever we are, that is the exact right place to be and to hear God for this season of our lives and to use all the gifts God has given us to be a blessing to each other and a blessing to the world. May we keep a holy Lent together.